Welcome to a special holiday edition of Highway 89. I'm Jackie Tateishi, the show's producer, and for this episode, I wanted to invite all of our Highway 89 team into the studio and kind of remember the year that has gone by and all the wonderful artists that we've brought in to perform live here on BYU Radio. This kind of thing's not really being done so much anymore where you get a purely live experience, Um, but that's what Highway 89 is all about, with the exception of today's show, because today's show... Um, These are excerpts. These are songs that artists performed after their regular Highway 89 taping throughout the year. They performed a Christmas selection, and now we've gathered all of those together, and we're here to present them to you for your listening enjoyment. So here with me in the studio is our recording engineer, the very talented Mark Waite, sitting across from me. Hello, Jackie. And also in the studio is uh, Stephen Cat Perry, one of our hosts. Hi, and I am so excited because this show has one of my favorite brand new Christmas songs. Nice. Yeah, this this show is full of good music, so definitely stay tuned. All right, and then we have Tim Slover, the author of The Christmas Chronicles here and one of our hosts. Glad to be here. Okay, so we're going to start off with uh, Mark Waite. He has a couple selections for us. Mark? Well, uh, best thing about Christmas is family and friends and loved ones and having them all over and having some good company, right? And that happens to be the name of this group. Uh, Natasha, a.k.a. Tasha Christensen, formerly of BYU Broadcasting and Classical 89 fame and producer of BYU Radio, she brought in her uh, husband Ben Christensen and friend Alex Vincent for a group called Good Company, a little acoustic set. They're uh, playing what is my all-time favorite uh, Christmas melody because I, I used to sing this in high school in concert choir when we would tour around and and do our Christmas concerts. And, you know, there's a lot of fun music we used to, to sing, but still, when it comes to Christmas, I, I insist that it's supposed to be about something, and it's not about commercialism. It's not about gift-giving. It's about a celebration of, of the Savior's birth. And so this one always knocks me out. Uh, in just about every version I've ever heard. This is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O come, O come, Emmanuel And ransom captive Israel Disperse the gloomy clouds 
dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to Asha Christensen, Ben Christensen, Alex Vincent, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. They are a group called Good Company. And uh, I, I, that one works for me. Oh, <laughs> that performance. Totally does. You know, yeah. I was trying to remember who the, who the poet was. I want to say Robert Frost, maybe because that would be a good Christmas sort of name. You know, Frost, get it? But Robert Frost. Yeah, when he that. said that uh, if you want to write something humorous, you have to include the element, uh, a serious element to ground it. If you want to write something serious that feels real, you have to have a little element of humor. And to me, hearing that rejoice, rejoice in the minor key does it for me. It combines all those things together. And you can never go wrong with mandolin. A little bit no. of mandolin. That, <laughs> that works for you there, that Tim. Performance, you like that? That performance was amazing because we had the we had all the musicians from the organization, from the BYU Broadcasting Organization. We put them in a studio and said, hey, just for fun, let's play for each other. Let's have a jam session. Let's record this. We'll do it like a Highway 89. Maybe we'll get something good out of it. Maybe not. But let's just, you know, all come together for a moment and kind of focus on Christmas and the holidays. And then they played that and it was completely captivating. 
Oh, I love that. That's good stuff. I want to uh, needle Tim here a minute about uh, the nature of holiday traditions. He's taking a taking a drink, preparing mm-hmm. himself to to, to rebut. No, no eggnog. No eggnog in this studio. <laughs> um, so you got all of these holiday traditions. On the one hand, I see family traditions that are meaningful within the family because it's something we've always done together. And to perpetuate this is a touchstone throughout the year where we draw closer together. On the other hand, there's a whole giant list of traditions that are societally mandated that if you don't do this, there's something wrong with you. And the older I get, the more I bristle at society making up these random rules that if I don't do them, I'm an idiot. Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> but Christmas you're getting trees. older, so you should, you should care less. I mean, older people they just should do I? what they want. It's, and... So it's okay for me to be a, a Scrooge, either post, yes. post, or pre or post Scrooge. Well, I uh, like the way you set up a straw man argument that society is somehow twisting your arm is. to do things. It is. It no, is. Mark, you we, need to think of Christmas as a smorgasbord. And you pick, and choose, you pick one the from things you want a. to do. Hey, well, that would I, be a Chinese menu smorgasbord, but no. that would be okay as long as you get to pick what you want to do. Now, I'm, I'm not feeling oppressed, okay? So I, I'm, not, I'm not coming from a, a, a place of defensive position, although it sounds like it because it's fun. Mark, But victim. when I tell people, <laughs> do I look like a victim? Of Christmas. You really don't. Do I sound like a victim to you? You are wearing red headphones, which makes I'm me think that Christmas you are a headphones. very Christmassy kind of guy. I'm you, wearing my bright Your other red... headphones are green. So, I mean, you are Christmas in your heart. Hey, your red and green headphones. As a kid, I was a freak for Christmas. I mean, I just ate it up. Burned you out, didn't it? Maybe I got burned out. But when I tell people, this is the funny to me, and I almost like to test people. When I tell people that I don't have a Christmas tree, they look at me like I'm a leper. Like, what did you just say? And to me, that's that's amusing that that we and, and that we to, have to do certain. You went things. to Germany in Tannenbaum yeah, country. Yeah, that's right. I've been through the Christkindlmarkt in many cities. Oh I've been through the Christmas uh, in Rotenburg, Oktober. What Tauber. do you do instead? What's a tradition you do instead? Uh, not much of anything at this point. That's that's pr- your pr- tradition. Pretty much nothing. That's your tradition. <laughs> but John Grisham wrote a great book, great, a great little novel about not celebrating Christmas. Really? I, I would recommend it to you. You can put go, it under your Christmas tree. Like, you know, Tim has an Advent party every year that is amazing. I mean, do you go to Christmas parties? If he invited you, would you go? Or or do you literally just do nothing? Well, now that I know that he has them and that I've never been invited, maybe I wouldn't go. <laughs> she's trying to bring us together. You were, you're invited. No, she's trying to make me you're feel all bad. Invited. She's, what she's subtly saying is that she's been invited and I haven't. Well, the next song that you're going to introduce would Good imply... Good hosting. Once again, good hosting. She's getting me back would on track. In, would imply that you were there and did show up for a Christmas You are a great scene. hostess Not. with the most s. Uh, Marvin Payne, big fan. Um, many, many years ago when I was living in Germany, my dad was a uh, Covenant Recordings uh, artist and Marvin Payne was as well. So my dad sent me this a two-cassette set of a, The Plane Maker by Marvin Payne. And boy, I loved that. I mean, I just really fell in love with it. It became a lifeline to reality for me. Um, and so when he came on the show here, you know, 30 years later, uh, it was like, wow, this this is a guy who, who helped me a long time ago with, with his art. He is, uh, along with Trisha Story, Marvin Payne and Trisha Story, she's great. These are both troubadours in the old world tradition where they just, they show up with music in their fingers, right? And uh, they, they shared some Christmas music with us. This is one of Marvin Payne's own compositions. Were you there when the angels sang? 
Were you there when the angels sang? Were you singing too? Did I see you there? Were shepherds in the field with their mouths wide with wonder and their eyes full of you and me? Could it be that we were singing peace on earth to them? Singing peace on earth, goodwill to them. There, when the stars shone bright, were you shining too? Did you see them riding camels in the night? With their hands full of treasure and their ears full of you and me. Could it be that we were singing peace on earth to them? Singing peace on earth, goodwill to them. There, when the world woke up and the sun woke too, did you see those sleepy people in the street? Their eyes full of wonder after dreams full of you and me. Could it be that we were singing peace on earth to them? Singing peace on earth, goodwill to them. Peace on earth, goodwill to them. So our uh, BYU Radio storytelling show, The Appleseed, the host is Sam Payne, and now we know where he gets his uh, rack and tour ship his storytelling abilities from his old dad, Marvin Payne, whom we've just heard. All right. Well, from time to time here on Highway 89, I like to bring in a young artist. These episodes are not necessarily for air. It's mostly to give the artist an experience to kind of be in the recording studio and see how it all functions and get comfortable there so that they will be successful in the future. Um, In this instance, I brought in Misha Jenkins and just, you know, see what she could do. See what she could do. And she sang this African-American spiritual Mary Had a Baby, which I had never heard in my entire life. And I don't know, are, are any of you familiar with it? Ever, Tim's nodding, so he's he's heard it. That's good radio when you nod, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really great radio. <laughs> um, but she sang it, and the lyrics were in my mind the rest of the day. That's whenever I know it's a good song. And I was just impressed with all that she brought to it, and she just poured her whole heart into it. I mean, she's still a young artist, still developing her voice, but I think you're going to like it, so let's hear it. Mary Had a Baby, Misha Jenkins. What did she name him? 
name? What did she name him? My Lord. She named him King Jesus. My Lord. She named him King Jesus. My Lord. She named him King Jesus. She named him King Jesus. She named him King Jesus. star Misha Jenkins singing Mary Had a Baby and I don't know maybe one of the reasons I like that song is because I can memorize all the lyrics and we all know (laughs) that most Christmas songs the lyrics are not being sung accurately 95% of the time so no that's so nice she's got it's sort of like if Audrey McDonald was you know 14 again Yes, exactly. I love that intensity. I mean, she just gives everything. I love it when people do that. And what was interesting is she kind of sang, you know, she's saying like, baby, it's cold outside, which actually I shouldn't mock because we're about, I'm about to play that for you. But she sang some little kind of Frosty the Snowman kind of songs. And then suddenly she just sort of planted her feet and belted that out. And it was a magical moment. Well, it was gospel music, you know. I mean, it's, uh, you, you testify. She's testifying, right? It was right perfect. There. It was perfect. Okay, and then the next one is Baby, It's Cold Outside. Sorry, awkward. Jackie, I, I have a problem with this song. <laughs> oh, do you? I really do. Why? I, 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 nothing says Christmas like aggressive seduction. <laughs> Uh, I just can't. I, just, I can't believe people are still singing this song. I don't. Well, when you know when Gene Martin sang it way back then, you know, I thought you could get away with it. But now, I mean, you listen to the lyrics of this song. This is one we should forget the lyrics to. Did, did he accidentally Dino sing this on like a Christmas special and because as filler, and then it stuck or, or what? I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's a kind of a signature Christmas tune for him. It's on his albums and stuff like that. And and no one quite and when sings it. I think it. Christmas. I think Dean Martin. <laughs> oh, well. I think Bing Crosby. But there's nothing overly Christmas about. Christmassy about this song. You're right. I think, in fact, I would advocate that this is a song you could start playing in October, and you could play it all the way to March because it's still cold outside, baby. Actually, <laughs> and so the, the Southern Hemisphere they could start about March, oh, right. or they could. We could keep this going year round. <laughs> On, well, I'm Neighbors might think Maybe it's bad out there Say, 
What's in this no dream? No cats to be had out there. Wish I knew how like to break the spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks. I small. ought to say no, no. Mind no, if I move in closer? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense in her? Really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Oh, but it's cold outside. I simply must go. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is Baby, no. Baby, it's cold outside. This welcome has been you so in. nice and warm. Look out the window at that My storm. sister will be suspicious. look. Brother will be there at the door. Waves upon the tropical shore. Maybe that's mine. Ooh, your lips are delicious. Maybe just to have a drink more. Never such a blizzard before. Got to go home. Baby, you'll freeze out there. Lend me your It's coat. It's up to your knees out there. Really been grand. You touch my But hand. don't you see? At least there will be plenty implied If you caught your moon and Really can't stay Get over that hole that I'm Oh, but it's cold outside Westward the tide with baby, it's cold outside. It's just an innocent little sleepover for crying out loud. It's a pajama party. <laughs> I like that song, and I think and there they were sang sleigh bells. Well. Yes, there were. There were all. It was a great performance. <laughs> um, so that's it. That's those are my songs. Tim, what do you got? I, my, You're going to write us. You're going to write everything back to the real meaning of Christmas. <laughs> After the ACLU knocks on the door. Um, what can you say about Marvin Payne? I suppose, that I Steve, haven't already said. You know him probably best of all. I mean, you've collaborated with him a lot. Um, I know him just as a fan. And like Mark, I had a, an experience early on with his music that was really meaningful to me. And uh, I wish it had been me, but it was actually my sister who, uh, when she was a student, uh, opened the door and there was Marvin Payne. He was door knocking with a guitar, asking people if they would like to hear him sing a song and buy his album, which I think then was called One Man. And um, she bought it, and he's been making music for five decades. Yeah. The door-to-door uh, -door troubadour. The, the varnish on that guitar totally cracked from winter days going in and out of warm student apartments yeah. demoing the album. Yeah. <laughs> well, when she bought that album, then we – you know, that, that started it for the Slober family. It was kind of like game over, and we've – I've uh, been fans ever since, and I think I have all of his albums. I have that distinction. Uh, he came in to play a Highway 89 with his friend and a longtime, sometime longtime collaborator, Tricia Story. Uh, and that's the one and only Highway 89 that I, I tried to that get. you enjoyed. And, and get, no, I loved them all. <laughs> but this was one where I got to, to pick one, and, uh, and you were kind enough, Jackie, to let it go on. So I was practically vibrating that night to have these guys be in studio with these guys. Uh, Marvin brought along his son, I guess. Um, Josh. 
is the guitarist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to play, and he could just improvise. He would just sort of watch what was going on and just improvise. It was truly amazing. The song that we're going to hear him sing, Thank You for the Baby Jesus, Marvin wrote and performed originally when he was a guest artist at an Alpine Christmas. That's a wonderful yearly event that takes place in Marvin's hometown, Alpine, Utah. Uh, Here's some lyrics. There is love like a lion, hope like a storm, cold like the grave in that cradle so warm. That's pure Marvin Payne. Marvin Payne, thank you for the baby Jesus. Thank you for the baby star in the sky. Thank you for the baby cry on the breeze Thank you for the baby tear in my eye Thank you for the baby Jesus Thank you for the baby sigh in the night Thank you for the baby promised breeze. Thank you for the lady holding him tight. Thank you for the baby Jesus. There is love like a lion, hope like a storm, cold like the grave. In that cradle so warm And strength in the seedling Like an ocean of trees Thank you for the baby Jesus Thank you for the baby lambs on the hill Thank you for the stable And kings on their knees Thank you for the angel calling me still Thank you for the baby Jesus There is love like a lion Hope like a storm Cold like the grave in that cradle so warm And strength in the seedling Like an ocean of trees thank you for the baby Jesus you gave the grace giver to me least of these thank you for the baby Jesus I love that. I love that he is somebody who uh, writes new Christmas music uh, and sings new Christmas songs. Now, that's an interesting point because I think there's a, a good, a big resistance in society to in the introduction of, hey, wait a minute, I haven't heard this 5,000 times. Why is it that we want, we crave the repetition of Christmas music? And there's, there's, this, there's this canon of Christmas music, and boy, it's difficult to break into that, isn't it? Right. Why, some, why is some that? Some people do it well. Marvin obviously does it well, but some people just do it so poorly. 
It's just awful. Because, it, yeah, I mean, there is, yeah, some of it is insipid, but a lot of it that is already popular is insipid, too. Well, well don't, don't you think it's... I keep it's... going back to Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> yeah, that's... I like Frosty as a snowman. I like him in... I like him as a, as a snowman. I like him what as other a song, not does so he much. Stop, stop labeling him. <laughs> as a basketball player. No, uh, Mark, don't you think it's that, uh, it, for so many of us, it pushes buttons to, you know, your first Charlie Brown Christmas special or your first, or here was Bing Crosby, you know, singing on TV. Don't you think it's taking people back to a time, maybe not the lyrics of the song, but it puts them in a time that they remember we were all together for Christmas, something like that? Well, well maybe that's partly my problem is that I haven't grown, that maybe I'm still stuck in that 1968 Christmas that was purely magical for me. And, and admittedly, as an adult, you get really horrible gifts, and that can, that's what ruins Christmas for me. Is well, the gifts stink? So here's a question. For, What's in it for me at this point? You so, know what I'm saying? So here's a question for you. What was the 1968 album or the soundtrack that you loved so much? What are some of the highlights? I have a scratchy old LP. I mean, of the handful of LPs that my parents had, there is one that I kept with me through my teen years uh, into adulthood. Super scratchy, worn out that I did put in Pro Tools and I cleaned up. It is Laurence Olivier in a radio drama of A, a Christmas Carol by mm. Dickens. Wow. It's just this little 30-minute uh, uh, radio drama that it – I can't listen to it, man. It knocks me out. Mm. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, there, I do have a few traditions that the last few days before Christmas, I can push a few hot keys, you know, a nice. few, few buttons like that, and suddenly I'm there again. But uh, there's there's so much noise out there that's a distraction to me leading up to that. Well, and then I think it takes a generation for a song to ca- take hold. I mean, some of the ones that we think of as old chestnuts weren't old chestnuts at first and maybe didn't have acceptance. But then we grew up with them. The Charlie Brown Christmas music is is one of those. Yeah, you know? Vince, Vince, Vince Guaraldi. <laughs> yeah, now is, is traditional Christmas music, yeah. right? Um, By association, yeah. yeah. It's still, I think we're very stingy about letting new music like this into that canon. It's, it's, there's a real force field around that. Yeah, nicely said. Well, uh, this, uh, we have another traditional Christmas carol, actually, next. Um, this is by a truly astounding group of people, the Lower Lights. Uh, I remember when I came into the studio that evening uh, to host the Lower Lights, I didn't think there would be a place for me to stand. It was packed. Because they brought so many instruments in. uh, And they had lots of instrumentalists. They're kind of a varying number of people anyway. Uh, And uh, they had um, a pump organ, I remember. I was thrilled to see a a little miniature Shetland pony of a pump organ. (laughs) The Lower Lights, they're a fantastic ensemble of instrumentalists and vocalists. Their main goal is breathing new life into old hymns and traditional songs. They got together in, I think, 2009, uh, and they sort of had five magical days of recording just to see what they could do uh, with an old hymn book, really, and came out um, with uh, a collection that they put on CD, uh, which is called, I just think it's called The Lower Lights, A Hymn Revival. Yep. Uh, they have two Christmas albums. The, the one just came out. One just came out. Yeah, yeah that's right. which I ordered. Oh, very good. Yeah. You are a true fan. I am a true fan. I am I, a true fan of this. Can those. I pirate that? Uh, <laughs> in the in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, really. They're, it's their gift to me. <laughs> Arg, let's you go know, pirate I, some you music. Know, we know them, Mark. We could probably ask them nicely for one, and they would probably give it to they you. They were probably shocked I paid for my copy, so yeah, they wouldn't mind if you 
if you pirated it a little bit. Uh, this uh, I texted and asked Scott Wiley yesterday for mine, and he said it's on the way. Oh, oh and yours is free? So far. Oh, my <laughs> word. Well, I supported musicians uh, with my pocketbook and uh, simply bought mine. He texted me. Well, never mind. <laughs> one, one of my favorite moments of the time when they were there in studio was when I was saying the lyrics to um, Brightly Beam's Our Father's Glory. Is that what it's done? Mercy. Our Father's Mercy. Uh, and the, the the chorus of that is the lower lights, let the lower lights be burning. And uh, that's where they get their name from. And so as I was saying the lyrics, they came in in an improvisational way playing the tune. I just felt like I was one of the guys. I've, I have I have real musician envy. So um, it was great for that moment. Uh, this is from their first uh, Christmas CD uh, called Come Let Us Adore Him. This is O Come All Ye Faithful. Uh, a foot stomping version, but by, not not from the CD. Not this from is the, our recording. This is a Highway 89 from a live Highway. No, 89 no, yes, episode. yes. Thank yes. you. Well, well. So this uh, is a, well put a, in. their live version, right? So it's on their album. This is a live version, and I believe they did stomp their feet even in studio. So, oh, come all you faithful, the lower lights.
O Come All Ye Faithful, arranged and performed by the Lower Lights live. And that is so great. I always picture that they're the Dust Bowl family. When anything I hear, I picture them. I cannot help it. They're, they're the Jodes, and they're heading west from the Dust Bowl to California with their Fender amps in the back of their <laughs> lobby pickup truck. I don't know why. That's how I picture them. I love, love that. Thanks they're for all... planning that vision in my mind. Now, <laughs> now it's going to be depressing every time. <laughs> no, no, but they're happy Dust Bowl. <laughs> they, they are all really good friends. They are all really good friends. They've known each other for years and years and years. And so there is kind of that family quality when they play. Okay. Now, we talked about it's hard to break into the canon of new Christmas songs. And some that have tried, I've just been thinking while we're talking, there's a, the, the one about Grandma and a Reindeer. Oh, yeah. It sort of broke in and got huge, and then was, was we said n- no. no. Mercifully, that went was, away a bit. Like, that was interesting, but no, it's mostly gone. And then uh, the one that seems almost like punishment now is Christmas Shoes. Do you guys know Christmas I Shoes? I don't Mm-mm. like Christmas Shoes. Oh, it's, so, it's, it's the manipulative. Like it. The guy's like behind it. the little boy who like doesn't it. have enough money to buy the shoes. He just yes. wants to give them to his mom as she lays yeah. dying. I mean, it's every possible. <laughs> oh, really? every po- yes. And then this, the, the kind stranger you know, has the change in his I, I don't know. It's a nice sentiment, a but ni- it doesn't work. I'm not even sure it's a nice sentiment at this <laughs> yeah, point. That's I, true. <laughs> it, is, it is manipulative, actually. It's it's so much that people write in and say, don't play that. I just can't take it emotionally being hit over the head with that. So, okay, so here's a much better one. on pledge drives then, right? I'm saying all of that so that uh, – so Mark Waite will, will say, I can deal with this one, which is Santa Claus is coming to town. Isn't that one got, of your I've favorites? I've got nothing wrong with – no really, problem with Santa wrong? Claus. Santa okay. Claus is fine with me. There is, there is a Christmas tie-in. Okay. This is one of those that it premiered in 1934 on the Eddie Cantor's radio show. The next day, 100,000 people called to find out how they could get sheet music to this song. And by Christmas, they had sold 400,000 copies of – that's a little commercial. Sorry about that. Couldn't but, they have just downloaded it? No, uh, if only. Yeah, if only. And so they could have said, it's, there's a link on our Eddie Cantor website. But this was just <laughs> one of those that really did just take off. And then forever and ever, people have loved it. So this is a vocal group with some fun harmonies. They take this one to church a little bit. They're trying to put whatever gospel does together with Santa Claus is coming to town. So this is the group Six Miles Ahead. Well, you know it's Christmas time, and I'm waiting for the man. That man with his bag of toys for all you good girls and boys. He'll be coming, he'll be coming down the chimney. Bringing toys for you and for me. Jingle bells, 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 Who's been naughty or nice? Santa Claus is coming 
miles ahead is the group Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, they started by taking it to church, and then the curtains opened, and all of the Rockettes were like <laughs> right behind Mark them. and Steve, dear listeners, were can-canning right here in the studio from their chairs. High-stepping. Yeah, it, it is. good I, stuff. I need to go see a chiropractor about that. So, <laughs> uh, so this next one, here is my favorite new Christmas song from last year, one I had never heard before last year, and w- when Sherry Call was coming in, I actually emailed her and said, oh, please, oh, please, you're going to do this song, right? Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. That's a little behind the scenes. She had to do that. Uh, now, there was a song that was hugely popular. You guys know Mary Did You Know? And Kenny Rogers did a version. Then he did a duet with Winona, which actually I kind of like real well. And then Donny Osmond did a version. Then everybody's done a version. But so there's the question, Mary, did you I know? I have an aversion. You have an aversion. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, no, I do like it. So, okay, there's that question, Mary, did you know? Here's the answer to that. I mean, I, Sherry didn't set out to write the answer to that song, but it is the answer to that song. It's, I just knew. And something about it, Tyler Castleton, they've worked together for years, and I'm so glad that Sherry quit her job at Southwest Airlines answering phones day in and day out to write songs, because then I get to hear a song like this. So my favorite Christmas song I'm playing this year that I heard for the first time last, and I hope it sticks around a long time. Tyler Castleton on piano, Sherry Call, singer-songwriter with her own I Just Knew. He's the son of a king But he came to us with nothing No purple robe, no crust of bread With his soft, tiny hands he reached out for me to hold him And there was no crown upon his head So I guess that I should not have been surprised When I saw the human tears In his holy infant eyes And no one ever taught me how to sing A lullaby for the sun of a mighty king But when I held him in my arms And I rocked him just the way that mothers do I just knew Just as we knew he'd be, he lived so selflessly. 
He was a legend in the land. People came from far and wide. They looked at him with pleading eyes, longing for the healing in his hands. And in those endless busy days, he still had time for me. He always found a way. And no one ever told me how to love. A healer and a teacher sent from up above. But when he cared for me and helped me in the tender way that only he could do, I just knew. In sunlit moments, I could see me in the traces of his smile. And I know he came from me, but he was better than this world would allow. I could not save him when he died. And now it seems that he's the one who holds me And everybody asks me how I'm sure that the little boy I raised is our Redeemer. And I could list the dreams and prophecies and miracles that prove his mission true. But in all honesty, every moment I was with him, I just knew Sherry Call with Tyler Castleton, that Sherry song, I Just Knew. And the reason I really like that is because of a couple of lines. Well, I like a lot of lines, but the ones in sunlit moments, I can see me in his face. And to me, there's the human connection. Wow, Mary's seeing her own features in this divine person. And to me, that's the whole Christmas. I mean, George Washington was a great guy, but we don't have a holiday to celebrate the baby George. You know, yeah. why we usually don't President's celebrate... Day. Well, he was born. Yeah. <laughs> I give gifts on President's Day, don't you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so here it is. To me, that's the human connection. Uh, we feel something, or we can. We have an opportunity to feel a connection with what happened on Christmas Day. And I love those two lines from that song because they help me close that little gap and make the human connection with the divine. That's why I like that. I don't think there's any better way to say it. Thank you, Steve. That ends this episode. Sadly, wait, wait we've come to the end. Before well, we end, could you, could you indulge me for just a minute? I just yes. want to hear Tim's signature line. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> come on. <laughs> let me hear it. Uh, don't get me started on Tim's around the world and our <laughs> resentment over uh, that line. That does wrap up this holiday, <laughs> this special holiday edition of Highway 89 here on BYU Radio. And around the table today, we have had the one and only Mark Waite. Thanks, Jackie. And Tim Slover. 
Mm-hmm. And Stephen Cat Perry. Glad to be here. I'm Jackie Tateishi, the producer for this show. We really would like to hear from you. Um, send us your comments, your questions, highway89 at byu.edu, or follow the show um, via the BYU Radio Facebook page. And from all of us here at BYU Radio, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs>